24 castaways, three co-hosts, and one podcast. This is Stranded in Tuamotus, and I'm your host, Pudi. Today we're joined by three co-hosts and alumni of Stranded. Nofo, host of Isolated, who originally played in Stranded in Venezuela, season 19. Hello, everybody. Danny, host of Excursion, who originally played in Stranded in Turks and Caicos, season 32. Jed is winning. And Levita, winner of Isolated 4, who originally played in Stranded for Victory, season 36. Hello. So last time we spoke, we talked about the 12 returning players, and today we're going to talk about the 12 new players who will be competing in Stranded in Tuamotus. I'm super excited about this group, much more so even than the returning players, who I'm also very excited about. But this cast of newbies is that good. I think, you know, we knew it would be competitive because we get a lot of apps and we only have 12 new spots. So it was very difficult to narrow down, but I think we have the 12 best options. Hopefully they all uh, show up for us. I think it's going to be a great cast. For the people at home, this is the opposite of Karamoan. We cast a group of newbies who we actually think could destroy the returning players. So get excited. Yeah, um, we specifically casted people that we thought were strong enough and hopefully stronger than the uh, returning second chancers. Even maybe some people don't have as much experience, but they showed really good game savvy. And I I think a majority of the people on this tribe have experience, and that's by design. We wanted to make sure that they were competitive in challenges and gameplay. And they're going up against some of Stranded's uh, biggest flops. So, you know, it's going to be a fun time. So I guess we can jump right into it. Let me pull up the cast list. I just I can't wait to see this cast overall. I think we have some interesting characters on the newbies, too, but I think a majority of our returning players are like the characters, if you will. And a lot of our new players are the serious gamers. So I think that's a fun change of pace. I think our new players might be more mature than our second chancers. Well, they're definitely older on average. Mm-hmm. A majority of them are, are pretty much 30 years old. The average age of yeah, them is Yeah, most of them are almost in you know retirement homes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the average age of the new players is 28 and of the returning players is 25.8. So a, a pretty big age difference. You know, the oldest newbie is 39 and I think the oldest returning player is 34. I think that's right. Not only are they more mature and experienced in games, overall they're older. So, And we could be saying all this and they all get destroyed, (laughs) but by design, we have planned that it's uh, as even as possible. What did I say the average age of the cast overall was? Like 26.8 or something? Yes, I think that's right. I think 26.9. I only remember because someone said nice. Yeah, I think older cast, pretty diverse. I think it's on par diversity-wise with Tanzania, which is great. Well, let's get into it. We'll start off with Alexis, who is played by Gabagool, which just reminds me of the Office skit where, uh, you know, he'll have the Gabagool. But Nofo, you know her as Maddie from NDIM Games. Oh, yeah. I love Maddie. All together, I love her. She's so much fun. And she's so nice. Yeah, she was someone who applied, like, I want to say the day before Tanzania started or like... Like the day after. Yeah, the day after, when it was just too late. But she would have definitely been in that. So uh, we were we were excited about her. She's definitely someone we had in mind. And her interview went really well. Like, she was posting a lot of her video confessionals from a lot of the NDIM games, which are pretty close to Stranded. Just, I, I think Stranded's a little bit more intense, but pretty, I think, you know, of the series out there, it's the closest. 
gameplay style. Right. So I think she's prepared for this more than most people. But I thought it was funny, her video confessional. She had one where she was on the beach in Greece with her friend doing a video confessional for, <laughs> for an online game. Beautiful. She is 28 years old. She has a lot of experience in several NDIM games, uh, namely Good versus Evil. That's Russell's series, as well as Sausage Island, which I think is hilarious, but is a big org out there. So she's played in a lot of those games. So she, she should be well prepared for this, probably more than most of our returning players, frankly. To read some pull quotes before we talk a bit more about what uh, Nofo knows about her, she says... She's most like Janet Corbin because I am someone who is very strong in my convictions. And if I don't think something is right, I'm not afraid to stand up for it and call someone out, even if it might be detrimental to my game. I have a giant conscience and I think it shows through my gameplay. I may make the less strategic choice because it lines up with my values. It can get messy. She says she gets along with witty nerds and players who give off a kind-hearted vibe. I do not get along with petty players or people who rely on making crass jokes to make up for the fact that they don't have a personality. Oof. Several returnees found she, dead. She has played orgs before. <laughs> yeah, I have to address something. Um, Maddie and I have never played together, so I really can't speak to her as a player. I just know I just know Maddie, and I love her. I think she's, she's good in orgs. I know that much. Yeah, it says her placements are pretty high. I feel like she's always, you know, the top seven or so from what she's saying. She says she got second out of 44. That sounds stressful. <laughs> yeah. Looks like she does, she does pretty well overall. So I expect her to do well here. I'd be surprised if she went pre-merge. One last thing she says, before and after I went to grad school, I worked at a group living home for young adults on the autism spectrum and helped lead a living skills group. I have a lot of patients in various social settings and have a knack for getting people to open up to me. I think she's going to be great. You know, we have several people on the spectrum in Stranded and there are on her tribe, there will be. But also, I think orgs are a good outlet for people who have autism because they can be social without the awkwardness attached to it. So we find a lot of people, at least in my experience, who, you know, who are on the spectrum and they thrive in orgs and they don't have people judge them for like speech or behavior patterns that you couldn't pick up online. So I think she is someone who will do really well. And I think that that speaks to her ability to socialize, maybe even with people who don't have the best social skills. Yeah, I think she's got a really casual conversation style um, from what I've seen of her already posting in confessional, pregame confessional, from what I've seen in her application, her interview. It seems like she'd be able to adjust pretty well to whoever she's talking to and build some bonds that make them trust her. Yeah, I'm super excited for her. I think she's going to be great. I think a standout this season. And actually, we switched her rep from Hope to Alexis because we thought it was a better fit personality-wise. I'm most excited to see how she interacts with the returning players because she strikes me as somebody that's not going to put up with the bullshit that we have on a lot of that side of the cast. And, you know, once she gets a little bit of power, I think that she's going to be a formidable force against our crazier returning players. No, for any final thoughts about your friend? Yeah, I hope she wins, but she's not my winner pick. Sorry, Maddie. <laughs> we'll get to that at the end because I don't think we went over winner picks for even the returnees. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, up next, we have Ali, who is played by Dusty Zahn. Uh, he's a 29-year-old male. Why does that sound familiar to me? Well, there's Ethan Zahn. That's what I'm assuming, though. No. I think it's because you found out you guys maybe played together on Sausage Island or Monica Padilla from Sausage Island. 
Yeah, you had mentioned that, that you knew. Oh, duh. I have a short-term memory. Sorry. So this is another experienced gamer. That'll be a recurring theme. Uh, we were a little worried he might know Maddie. I think maybe we found out that he was the one who didn't play with her directly. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But, you know, I think even if some of these people have played with each other in the past, I don't think that they'll necessarily ID one another right away. It's also worth noting that people in NDIM play a lot of games with the same groups of people, yep. and they're very good at aliasing. So, like, they're pretty good about keeping their identity secret, even if they do think they know somebody else. And I don't think they're necessarily going to be coming into this expecting to know any of the newbies, any of their other tribe mates. And, I mean, let's be frank, there's an entire tribe of people who have a previous relationship with each other, so I'm not necessarily like, you know... Crimea River. <laughs> no, this is the one who played with Maddie. Maddie played with this one. So he says he's like Michaela Bradshaw because of the way she is pushy and how competitive she is. She likes to be in control. She likes to know what is going on. Uh, he says he played a long time ago. He's 29 now, but he started when he was 15, back when Cook Islands was airing. So I have a decade of experience under my belt with this game. He says he's usually the one who confronts first. Uh, if you show a, a glimpse of mental disability, I'm going to manipulate it. Uh, yikes on the phrasing of that, <laughs> especially after our previous discussion with uh, Maddie on working with people who have mental disabilities. I think I know what he's trying to say, though. It's just poor phrasing. I think he's just someone who likes to attack a weakness. Mm -hmm. Which is different than Maddie, who likes to protect people who have a weakness. So that will be interesting. He says he's normally invisible the first few episodes, but then he comes out of nowhere and is OTTN5 for the rest of the game. What are your thoughts on him? Nofo, you said you played with him? No comment. <laughs> Not one of your favorites, then. I believe when we found out that they were on the same season, Nofo's response was, that bitch was crazy. So, take that as you will. This guy, I remember we talked, he played in the same season of Sausage Island, because they were both on the Heroes versus Villains season of that one or something. Um, Let's move swiftly along. To get this back on track, I think it's worth talking about the next person on the list, who I think everybody is most excited for. It is Brandon. He's playing Brandon Hans. He goes by Christian Country Boy, who's 25 years old. He's a male. To give you an idea of why we are so excited about this guy, I'm just going to read from his application, and I think that will say it all. So when the, the first question, how much time can you devote? I will be here all the time, except when I'm sleeping, praying, eating, bathing, or taking a mental breather, mental break from the game. And even then, you'll probably be on my mind. When asked... How would you like to be portrayed on the real show if you had the option? He said, a sincere, passionate, God-loving Christian. I'm very close to my family, and being away from them would be the worst part of the experience for me. He said, I don't like small talk. I talk about the gospel of Jesus. I talk about faith and family with the other castaways, and that would be great. But it might make Absolutely. some of them judge me more harshly should I end up backstabbing them in the game. It's not that I plan on using my faith as a tool in the game. I sincerely love God for who he is. God is God. I want to worship and praise God and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, instant cast. <laughs> when I read that, the last few things he says, uh, he has a YouTube channel by the name of Christian Country Boy. Highly recommend you look that up um, because it is hilarious. Uh, and then he says, I don't think it's a sin to lie in the game of Survivor. It's kind of like punching in boxing. You're asking for it when you step in the ring. 
I don't want to play mean all the time, but when the time comes, I'm willing to get a little dirty. I actually, you know, as hilarious as some of these answers are, I actually really like him as an individual. Like some of it's super endearing. Like he talks about living with his mom. We calls mama. He says, you know, my mama taught me how to play video games aggressively. and My dad tried to teach me how to play poker, but he gave up because I didn't understand it. Uh, and I don't want to be a gambler. <laughs> like, like I would think he would be good at poker. Like I, you know, he really reminds me of Donnie from Big Brother. Just like I see that. Yeah. Like he's hilarious and everything he says is outrageously weird to me, but I really like him because it's adorable. He's sincere about it. He yeah, is so like, sincere. Yeah. And it's not a troll. Like I really thought it was a troll at first. I thought this was definitely someone like trying to sneak back in and stranded, but it's not. I mean, he has the YouTube channel to, for Ruth receipts that this is his full time deal. Um, and, you know, frankly, I mean, there are worse things to be obsessed about than God. I don't know if that's going to play well with everyone. I think if I was playing with him, I would think it was a troll um, or a shtick, especially since we made him Brandon Hans. <laughs> but I'm here for it either way. I kind of think people might just let it slide, assuming it's a shtick. <laughs> I, he's definitely our favorite casting find this season. He's great on several levels. Very he unique, and he me, does though. have org experience. I mean, at least he has well, he has Discord org experience. Yeah, so that's he's what at least me. played this type of game to a point. It's worth noting he knows Hannah. Um, <laughs> that's right. Oof. He played in a game that Hannah hosted. God, probably over a year ago now. But if if she winds up on the same tribe as him, I'm pretty sure she'll know who he is just based off the way he talks. But I think despite all of that, definitely worth throwing in the cast because there's going to be some people that I think are going to want to team up with him right away just based off the fact that, you know, he seems to be pretty trusting and is going to want to get in an alliance. He knows how, how to play. But just for the sheer fact that he's going to be entertaining, I think. He might be like, Jillian and ends up a, a goat at you know final 18 but I don't think he's gonna last long because I think he's gonna mess up and he's gonna reveal his name or like reveal his YouTube channel I think he's gonna get removed <laughs> yeah he um for those unaware he has messaged me like multiple times every day since applying and and he's reached out to Nofo several times like he is super no, he ready only, to play he only reached out to me the one time and never responded to me after that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he also got kind of um, indignant with me when like I didn't reply to him right away, which I thought was funny. It should be noted that he did reveal he is on the spectrum. Not that that impacts anything greatly. It's just, you know, it might explain some of his quirky behavior. So I think we need to be cognizant of that. The people that we have cast are mature and like even Maddie's worked with people on the spectrum. So, you know, I'm not worried about him. I just think we, we need to like, I think, you know, temper some of the attitude of making fun of him for some of the quirks you know and i do agree with nofo that we'll probably have to to watch him to make sure in his ims he's not saying anything that's a little too revealing i'm not making fun of him i'm just talking about what he said no i'm not singling you out or anything i'm saying in general you know i mean mm -hmm. the stuff he says is hilarious and it's off the wall and that's fine i just don't want to get to a point where we're like mocking him openly and i think at that point needed to be made early in the podcast so that it doesn't get to an ugly place yeah, I agree. I think a lot of the joy of him being on the season is that he's just such a different character than everybody else that, you know, 
putting it, it's kind of like what we always said with Jillian. Jillian was going to do her own thing and she was going to play her own game. And it was hilarious to watch because like everybody else would just have a completely different idea of what was going on in the game. And then there would be Jillian's reads. And I feel like that's going to be similar with Brandon here is that he's going to do whatever he wants. And it's just going to be really fun to watch his version of events versus what everybody else says is going on. Well, Jillian was on her own different planet. (laughs) Yeah. I think there was the game that everyone else was playing. And then she was just (laughs) on like master chef or, you know, cupcake war. He's anything like, (laughs) if he's anything like Jillian, we are in for a treat. Oh yeah. I have no idea how he's going to be received by his tribe mates, but I hope I, think, I hope they keep him around for a while just to see kind of what he's about. He's definitely like in first boot contention, which is terrible. But I do. I think him being active and talkative and um, the fact that these are like experienced players, I think bodes well for him. I think if this was a cast full of people who never played orgs, he'd be in serious trouble. So that's Brandon. Uh, Very excited about Brandon. Up next, we have our uh, oldest contestant this season, Eddie, who's played by Charlie Shun. He is 39 years old. He's male. He is. He's the one from Australia, right? Yes. He's currently teaching in Australia, but he's originally from Colombia. I believe. Ooh, I can't wait to have him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Good, uh, sultry accent, maybe. Who the hell's his app? Is he straight? Uh, you know, I don't know. For anyone at home, Nofo's looking for his boyfriend this season. Yeah, his husband. So, no, I'm not. Oh my god. A theme of 38. <laughs> <laughs> he says he... W- <laughs> This is a weird thing to put in here, but he says he was on House Hunters International and he is addicted to coffee. 14 per day. That's intense, actually. That's a lot of coffee. That's like 14 cups, 14 14, ounces. uh, That's like like two pots. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, my pot, my coffee pot does not hold 14 cups. That's a lot. Uh, He should probably probably watch that. (laughs) He might drop dead from a heart attack in the middle of this game. I don't know. He's a teacher, though, so I get it. His app was, like, not the best, but his interview was amazing. I also think he's, like, English second language because it had a lot of, like, misspellings and it was very brief. This isn't negative. <laughs> so does that mean you're also English as a second land language? <laughs> yeah, double yeah. O? Yeah, it could just be his keyboard is broken like mine. I was going to say, reading his interview, the way he speaks gave off um, Chelsea from Morocco vibes, where it's just the way that they string words together sometimes doesn't make sense if English is your first language, but you can see how that's how somebody would think you would say a phrase. Um, Yeah, like it's almost more formalized. Using the formal usted. And we know how much I love my ESLs. So, you know, that was definitely a bonus for him, frankly. And maybe he's not, but <laughs> even if he wasn't, his freezing was. So it was endearing to me. Maybe that's just the Australian in him. I don't know. Maybe the fact that he's 39. Well, people talk weird on the internet. Yeah, that's true. He, um, he was, he just had a lot of experiences. Like he, he said he had been to New Orleans. So we talked about that and he was just very friendly and open. And certainly the fact that he was older and a teacher was, uh, you know, in his favor. So I, I really liked him just talking to him. I feel like we needed something like that in the season. Someone who was different than every other app we get, which is 19 to 25 discord order. You know, yeah. I think the biggest issue for him is going to be activity level at the beginning, not in the same time zone as everybody else so if he can get in there early and find some allies and 
make some friendships that opening weekend. I think he's somebody that could be a lot of fun to watch, but I do worry that just, you know, his age mixed with location mixed with the potential of English second language. It sets up a lot of barriers to make those bonds the first weekend. If he's not dedicated and putting the effort in. So that's where I see him having issues. Don't think he'll have any issues being likable if he's around and talking to people. Uh, Any more thoughts on Charlie Shum? No. Eddie, right? Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie. That's a good rap for him. I think he's miscast. You think so? What do you think he should be? Um, someone not hot. <laughs> we don't know. He could be the hottest. We don't know. This could be your husband. So you should be careful. <laughs> Up next, we have Eric, who's played by Squid Hat Guy. He's 30 years old and a male. <laughs> that <laughs> this is a, so weird. <laughs> this this was a, there was a funny story behind us. We're going to get into it at the end. I'll read some from his uh, app so we can talk about him. But I'm very much looking forward to seeing him play. So in his app, he says he actually mentioned Eric. So I highlighted that he said, you know, he he might be the Brandon Hance just without the sexism and racism and religious fervor and whatever the fuck else was going on there. And then he said, maybe I should have given Eric as an example. But I think five final five immunity giveaway has been done to death. Uh, I just love that because we're going to have a Brandon Hans who has extreme uh, religious fervor on his tribe. Uh, so that should be fun. He says he used to play and host some mafia variants in the late uh, knots. What do you, what'd you call them? Um, the late 2000s, early 2010s. And I have played diplomacy on and off, but nothing like this. Actually, that uh, mafia community has produced like some really good stranded players. Just an FYI, because it's very similar to online gaming. So. He says he'd try to be as honest with them as possible without destroying my game. Every lie you tell is an extra story you have to keep track of. And while I intend to keep an Excel spreadsheet with all of my lies and relationships, I'd still rather keep things as simple as possible. Uh, He says he does not get along with overly macho guys since I don't like overt aggression, constant dick measuring. Oh, we're not going to get along then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know he doesn't get along with your fellow douche bros nofo so sad yeah no this guy's a fucking weirdo it's excel and i love him so though. much <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> yeah an excel spreadsheet someone after levita's heart <laughs> so this guy i don't know if he would love us telling everyone this but he did he mentioned this in his app that he ran for in his interview that he ran for um student what do you call it student council in college what is it student government yeah. And he was known as the, the guy who wears a squid hat. And we were we were thrown because like his discord name was like ten tentacle something. So we we're like, what's with all the friggin weird squid references? And he was like, well, actually, since I was 14, I've been wearing a squid hat to school. <laughs> we're like, rewind. You did what now? You know, he was known as the squid hat guy. And that's what he ran for in student government in college. And, you know, I mean... I personally wouldn't do it, um, uh, nor do I know anyone who would, but certainly we're here for the quirkiness. And I think he's like a super interesting character. Also, it should be said, he was pretty, he sounded pretty aggressive when he, came, I don't know if I, anyone else got that vibe, but in the interview, he came off like very assured of who he is and mm-hmm. um, what he didn't like. So I kind of expect him to be uh, like another Carl from Tanzania, but maybe even a little more aggressive with his opinions. Yeah, I, I thought he was funny. I don't I don't see him as aggressive, but I mean, maybe I saw something you didn't. I think maybe more like resolute. I think if he's confronted, he's going to definitely stand his ground and make a bigger thing out of it rather than kind of let it all slide over his back. Is kind of what I perceived. 
Right. Yeah, he's he said he wanted to form a pair to keep the game as chaotic as possible. I, he has not met our veterans, though, <laughs> because uh, there's going to be nothing but chaos in this season. I, I think he's someone, though, that likes to drive strategy. I mean, if he's running for council in college and he's hosting things, I think he's someone who has like uh, a specific drive. I think he's someone who probably likes to be a leader. So I see him driving a lot of strategy this season. Eric and Stephanie final two. Yes. Well, which Stephanie? Which that would be hilarious. Both. <laughs> um, I was going to say the fact that he plays Mafia, um, I think is going to really work for him. Any of those like social strategy games where, you know, you're used to trying to fish out when somebody's lying to you and, you know, knowing what pieces of information somebody's going to give you if they're on your side. I think he's going to be at a little bit of a leg up to some of the other people who haven't played in Survivor Orgs before. So I think that'll work to his benefit. And I definitely agree with you and Levita. I don't think he's somebody who's going to be pushed around easily. I don't necessarily think it'll be aggression. I just think he's going to be steadfast in his own beliefs and his own opinions. So I'm hoping for the best. And as Nofo said, he's a fucking weirdo. We love that. I think in the best way possible. So let you, let your freak flag fly in uh, Stranded. All right. Uh, up next, we have Hope, who is played by at 420 Poundit. Uh, she's a 22-year-old female. I think along with Brandon, probably our best newbie find this season because... She is nothing but personality. I'll start by reading her application. Uh, she, she she says she's like uh, Vanessa from Big Brother. She says because she's a pathological liar, emotional and logical. I don't know how that all goes together, but sure. I drive everyone I share a house with crazy, but I make so much logical sense. You can't say I'm wrong. Uh, X to doubt. Second chance, Abby. Uh, she's talking about Abby Maria. She said she speaks to me on a different level. She is hated by quite a few on Reddit for her explosive personality. No hater can deny that she can the control she had in Cambodia during the pre-merge, though. Uh, I don't know about if I would say that either. Uh, these reads are not the best. She says if she was confronted by a fellow castaway, I will confront them back. Of course, I will not step down from a confrontation, especially if it's about a social issue I find important or if I know the person is lying, attacking me purposely. I find myself getting into online confrontations a few times a week via Twitter, and I usually end up being blocked for being right. Uh, X to doubt. She also says, I do not get along with narcs. If I tell you something and you go and tell another person, we are going to have a problem. My blood is boiling just thinking about it because my head is now replaying all these situations where I know I was wronged. Fuck them. <laughs> I am so here for this application. She says, I'm often told I'm great at telling stories and that I'm funny. I don't like saying that because it sounds douchey, though. I just graduated college with a degree in sociology because social justice issues are important to me. She also says, uh, I named my new cat Rodney, who I named after Rodney from Worlds Apart. I just had to throw that in because that's the most hilariously random thing I've ever heard. If she and Elizabeth end up on a tribe together, I can only imagine those conversations. It's a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like they have very similar energies. Oh, 100%. Yeah, this is this is Elizabeth's protege. Yeah, this is baby Liz. I did love that in her application um, or in her interview, she said that she applied to this because her boyfriend plays orgs and she wanted to prove herself that she could do better than him. In or <laughs> love that, that energy. Honestly, I I see her as somebody that could easily be the first boot on that tribe <laughs> because Sad. she has so much personality that oh, my dog is chasing her tail. Um, 
So, uh, no, I, I could just, I could see her coming in hot and she strikes me as somebody that if you don't vibe with that kind of a personality, you could find her very annoying very quickly. So I'm hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. With all my heart, though, I'm rooting for her. I thought you said that Piper was going to be on her best behavior tonight. She lost her tail, okay? She needs to get it. <laughs> she was really upset by uh, Danny saying that uh, Hope would be an early boot. I don't, oh man, I, I agree with you. Like, I, that's my first instinct. I just really don't want that to be true. I think what what's really hard is, you know, we have all these big characters and it would suck to see any of them go home, but like, they're the obvious picks. Like, yeah. I mean, does anyone, does, do any of us really expect Brandon to go far? Well, I mean, that's the thing. But the thing is, though, there's so many of them this season. The real answer is no. But we have these huge characters and then we have like these great players, specifically on the newbies. The great players are not on the <laughs> the veteran tribe. You know, I mean, the great players are probably not going to all work together. And a lot of them will know that their best option is to drag along some of the crazies. You know, I would also bet that with the number of like beefing alumni, you know, the Missy's versus Elizabeth, the Stephanie's against each other. I could see if somebody like 420 Pound It or Christian Country Boy, if they make it through that opening weekend and can survive that first vote, I could easily see them kind of falling into the background if they get a good swap and, you know, Stephanie and Stephanie are together and they want each other out or Hannah and Stephanie are on the same tribe and they want each other out. That I think is the best case scenario for some of these crazier newbies. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think some of these people are in danger for that first boot. And since we're doing an early first boot, you know, that's going to be the hurdle for a lot of these bigger players. But when there's a swap or things shake up, you know, there's an opportunity there. And who knows what will happen because there are so many people and so many big personalities and different game styles that it's really hard to predict. But yes, I mean, if this goes traditionally, these crazy people will be out first, you know, but uh, historically, that's not always the case in Stranded. So there is hope. Hope for hope. Hope. <laughs> Let's talk about next on the list, Laura, who is played by GGXO. She's a 24 year old female. In her application, she says, I would like to be portrayed as someone who works very hard, is likable has a strong bond with everyone so that viewers fall in love with me. I also want to be portrayed as a trustworthy person who played a respectful game as opposed to someone who is very snarky and veterans anyone in their past to win. I don't know what that meant. What is that? Is it veteran is a verb in this scenario? Oh, I've never heard it used like that. I'm not sure if that I haven't either. Maybe it was an autocorrect. That's what I'm thinking. I didn't highlight a whole lot else from her app, but she's very talkative, very eager to play. And I think as someone who's going to be extremely likable, I think this is a situation where it's going to be like um, an Allison, you know, like maybe her application to interview was just enthusiasm. But as we find with a lot of our female players, when they get into the game, their social skills really show. And I think that's going to be the case here. Yeah, I, yeah agree. I thought it was interesting. During her interview, she talked about how she plays orgs on Twitter, which I had never heard of before that interview, that that was actually a forum for people to play. But uh, she said she loves confessionals. I think she's going to be somebody that the viewers are really going to like hearing from and following along to her story. So she definitely looks like more of an emotional player, too. I'm just reading back through her interview and she's even said, I think I would be the petty person to cut ties with somebody and flip. Beliefs and values are important to me and you shouldn't use them in a game setting because that's not going to get you further or chances are you're going to piss off everyone around you and they're going to want you out. Well, my Christian faith takes offense to that. 
<laughs> I think she'll be a big ranter. The second somebody annoys her in a conversation, she's going to go to her confessional and talk about it. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. We didn't get a lot of women apply before. And so it's it's totally different when they apply to these. Things. I mean, obviously, everybody's different. But for the most part, I find like women are so much better in their interviews. You get a much better sense of their personalities than you do in their applications. They're much more like reserved in their applications. And also, uh, they're much more social in the game, typically. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to judge just off of the application, I find. I'm finding more, as we get more women apply, you kind of have to go off of their personalities more to see how they'll play the game. For instance, I keep going back to Allison because she's a huge example of someone who just had like a nice application, but was one of our favorites in the game. And I kind of got that vibe from Gigi, who's playing... Laura. Uh, Laura. Um, so that's kind of how I think it'll go. I think she's she's an Allison type or... Or even, I mean, no one's a Jessica type, but (laughs) someone who, let's say, shows off more in the game than they did in their application. Yeah, I think she'll hit the ground running, play hard. And I don't think um, I don't see her as one of these early potential boots. I would agree with that. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the next person on our list. uh, One of our favorite applications, Matt, who is played by Kevin M. He's 31 years old. He's an old school orger, very old school. He originally, the best part about him is that he was a referral from Teresa, one of our, I would, I think she is Stranded's number one character of all time. Matt is from um, the old school days of orgs, even knowing Fantasy Game Central, which none of you guys have probably heard of because it's so old, but that was like the gaming version of Survivor Sucks back in the day. So that's where he's from. He said he took a 10 year hiatus as he went to college and got a PhD in psychology. Uh, Shout out LaVita. And has been back since 2017 post PhD. So he listed like a bunch of old school orgs uh, that he's played. Uh, And most of them he does really well. This is someone who I I definitely see doing very well here and will be shocked if he's not like deep merge. He says he thinks he'd actually be portrayed as a mini Russell rather than a Natalie by the time the the whole show happens, because he says uh, he'd like to be portrayed as a middle of the road sweetheart like Natalie from Russell season. But he doesn't think that's how it'll actually be portrayed. He says his strategy is always to have good impression formation. I tend to do well pre-merge and then things fall apart for me at the merge when impression management becomes an issue. (laughs) We spoke to he's extremely analytical, as you would expect of a psych PhD. Oh, yeah. I mean, impression formation versus impression management as different phases is actually something that I've written about. So (laughs) he knows what he's talking about for sure. Yeah, I got the impression. Psych nerd. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> nerd, nerd alert. He, he gave me the vibe that he would be more of a Levita than a an Eve, if you will. You know, I mean, we talked about that. Like, is he going to be a game bot? Is he going to be boring? Uh, he places second. Does that mean he gets the goat treatment a lot? Why don't you speak to that, Nofo? Um, first of all, fuck you. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I like him. I think he seems fun. He he just might not, you know, I think some people just don't do well at the final tribal council. Like, you know, couldn't be sometimes you. <laughs> he, he, he's trying me tonight. Um, um, I think some people just don't know how to convince people that they played the best game. When we spoke to him, he said, you know, the reason he would lose in the final two a lot is because he would betray people 
And he found that more people respond better to the likability of the person. So I think he's someone who is extremely calculating and maybe doesn't. I mean, he's a psych major, but maybe he uses people too much in these things. And that will be very interesting. Hence the uh, mini Russell comparison. Yeah, like just because he's in psychology doesn't mean he's great at being very social and, and liking people. He's just a student of people. Based on this interview, I mean, a lot of the stuff he said is that he really prefers the actual like process of making friends and talking to people in the game. And that his problem is when you play that game of being extremely social and then you need to make those cuts at the end, he falls into the trap of everyone feels so personally betrayed by him because he spent the time to get to know them, which is a real problem for people who are able to make strong bonds. So I think what we're going to have to look out for for him is he's definitely going to be one of the more under the radar social players, or at least that's what he's going to try and do. But, you know, he could fall into that trap where just so many people feel just very, very hurt by him turning on them to get to the end, Um, which is typical of people who are very analytical, that they don't see it as a big problem that they turned on their ally to win a game. Their allies are going to feel very hurt by it. Uh, yeah, I, I got the vibe from his interview that he's really into making these one-on-one close connections. But the issue in one of these games is you can do that with everyone, but you cannot keep everyone. And so everybody who leaves ends up feeling so betrayed because he did take all that effort. So basically repeating what Danny said there. But I think that is going to be the pitfall. Nofo, does that remind you of anyone? I have someone in mind. I'm just wondering if you had the same idea. Um, what did you say? Because I was not listening. <laughs> all right. So this really reminds me of Andrea from Socotra because that's what happened to her. She got so close to people on a very personal level that when she betrayed them, the backlash was so strong. It really, I mean, people were so mad at her in the jury because of that. And I think, you know, that's the double-edged sword of being able to bond with a lot of people. I think if you go too far, people take it so personally when you do screw them over. And I think that guy, this guy will run into that problem, especially, you know, if they're assuming, oh, that person will never betray me. And they do. That's hurtful, especially when you spend 30 days talking to someone. Mm-hmm. I will say it has to be mentioned his interview was hilarious. He was very funny in that. Uh, and that didn't come across in his app. So I think he's going to be a confessional king. Uh, someone is driving the strategy, maybe making the game a little bit boring for us if he's too good at it. But I think we'll enjoy hearing what he has to say in confessionals. I think he's got a lot of competition here, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you can make a game with these people boring, um, you have a special talent. <laughs> uh, so that is Matt. Up next, we have Michael, who's also a 31-year-old male, very similar to Matt, actually, a very old school gamer. He's got he's different, uh, but he has a similar background. He says he used to be very active between 2002 and 2007, even before I started uh, in the Ord community. But after high school, he dropped out of them to focus on school. He says he is most similar to Sophie because he grew up in a Russian community. He understands the blunt way that Sophie speaks. She has a sharp tongue and often people need to get used to how she talks to others to understand what she's saying isn't meant to be mean, but it's meant to be honest and direct. 
He says the second pick is Debbie, honestly, because I'm just self-aware enough to realize how nuts I really am. He says he thinks he'll come off as a villain. My jokes can get some taking used to, so it's very easy for the edit to make me look lost and rude to the audience, but I believe it would be like a likable villain. He says he really prides himself on being able to see a situation through another person's point of view, even if I don't like or agree with it. I believe it gives me better insight to other people and more authentic empathy. I love that answer. I think that shows a really good player. This guy's one of our favorite applications. Very smart, very experienced, um, and extremely funny. So I think he's one to look out for, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And he definitely had one of my favorite interviews of the season. One of the things that I always love is looking at the people that uh, the players compare themselves to. And he definitely had the weirdest combination of three this season. Like To put Sophie and Debbie both in the same comparison was just a very, very interesting choice to me, but I like how he explained it. I'm excited to watch him play. I think he's going to be a contender for sure. Uh, this is also Nofo's boyfriend. They did get along quite well. Sorry, who? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? This is the guy you wanted. Uh, you were in, oh. Your horse boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he seemed really nice. Yeah, he did. I really liked him. He um he was a definite cast and someone Nofo is definitely pushing for too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember these people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Tell that to your clumpy shrine. Oh, this is him? Oh, okay. Any other final thoughts on Clumpy before Michael? Before um, we yeah, move he's going to win. I actually um, think he could. As long as, um, he doesn't, as long as he doesn't flirt with anyone else. <laughs> yeah. He's already very actively doing research on the vets. Wow. I think, I mean, well, he figured them, he found them on the board, I think, before you posted, because I think he thinks Varner is one of them. Oh, wow. Um, So so he found, like, accounts on the board. But uh, he is, he is very active pregame confessional already. So uh, he's here and ready to play. And if he flirts with someone else, he'll mysteriously go inactive. Aren't we talking about Michael? I thought we were, oh, yeah, never mind. I thought we were still on that. (laughs) No, they're similar, but uh, different, surprisingly, different people. Uh, Up next, we have... Reynolds, who's played by Hayden, 22-year-old male. He's someone who we were hoping to get into Tanzania, but he couldn't do it then. Fortunately, his schedule allowed for him to play this season. He is, uh, I'll just read through his app. He's a real estate agent, first of all. He says, I have OCD and it depends on what I have to do to win. I sell houses, so I should be able to check my messages and devote time to the game whenever necessary. He's another old school uh, order, even though he's only 22. He says he's played from 2010 to 2015. This is my comeback. I look forward to uh, an adult approach to the game now that I have a professional career education and I'm not a child anymore. Says he thinks he'll be portrayed as probably the asshole everyone is going to want out. Because if I can't hold my tongue, it could be bad. However, I could get a pretty good edit if people like entertaining, non-bland people like myself. Oh, this is the guy who said conservative people have a lower intellectual capacity. Uh, yes, yes, a winner. This is him, and I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is true. Uh, He says, I want to play fast enough to gather my alliance, but not too fast to where I become a target. If you want someone that is attractive, charismatic, and entertaining, today is your lucky day. I will fight to the end to win this game. Um, Instant cast. When we started interviewing, Nofo said, why wasn't, why did we turn him down last time? Which is not true. He turned us down. I think this guy is going to be very fun to watch. I mean, he's, he's a total, he reminds me of Frank from Venezuela. Oh, then we need to we need to find someone else. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, very, very maybe like Vetus shades of you know overly arrogant players who. Okay, well I like that one. He definitely has arrogance in his attitude. Yeah, he's very much the uh, you know freshly out of college, freshly in the working field. You know, nothing can can step on him. You know, uh, has not faced much adversity just yet. So I think after his interview, we compared him to Joaquin. If Joaquin wasn't joking. Like the character Joaquin plays. Okay, in let's series. replace him then. Let's find someone else. <laughs> we keep going back and forth. People Nofo hates or loves. Um, yeah. I mean, when Nofo strongly hates somebody, I normally say definite cast. So, <laughs> okay, we can find someone to replace Danny too. Well, it's funny because I was going to make like Come a slight back, right? Aaron comparison from Tanzania. So I th- think this is all just fitting. Then, um, yeah, it's not coming. <laughs> I don't see Aaron. I was thinking like brett from isolated five okay so you were saying we need to find someone else to replace reynold or whatever his name is yeah that's a good cast uh, he'll be fun to watch that's for sure youngest person on this tribe but oh i'm I'm not saying he'll be like i'd like to see him go far but i do not believe he's going far i could totally see him oh god there's so many vets that he could get along with very well he said if he doesn't build his army quickly, he will go home. Could you oh, imagine his confessionals where he talks about how much smarter he is <laughs> than Brandon based on his years of research of being friends with people across the aisle? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, uh, historically, Republicans are stupider, so he's he's right. I want to see him try to recruit um, Brandon for his army. Oh, Christian Crunchy Boys, a Republican? Did you say Christian Crunchy Boy? I said said Corn Tree. I guess guess I'm, you know, absorbing Spencer. He's officially Christian Crunchy Boy from now on, though. Um, No, he did send me a message of Donald Trump's exit from the White House, so uh, we have to assume. Christian Country Boy only answers to one king, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So... I think you were going to say Donald Trump, <laughs> but yeah. Next True. on the list uh, is Shamar, who's played by Chosen One, which I love. He's a 29-year-old male. Uh, one of my favorite applicants for different reasons, not because he's crazy or wild like some of the other ones, but because I really like him and he has a really interesting background because he was a radio DJ. Let me pull up his application. He called himself a lib cuck in his um, interview. <laughs> yeah. Did he really? That's hilarious. Yes. He says, he was one of my favorites. Uh, He says, my main motivation for playing is to see how my social and strategic skills match up against other people around the world. I am a competition addict. I think I would absolutely be portrayed as a villain, albeit a very sensitive, relatable villain. We stand. He says, I get along with most personality types, but I do tend to clash with people who are holier than thou. Christian Crunchy Boy found dead. (laughs) I tend to pick on and tease them to try to get them to actually be more aggressive rather than passive aggressive. Yike. Um, Oh, boy. I love that, though. Um, He says he he's an athletic coach. So another coach. He had a radio career for almost a decade, but he had to step down recently. He has his degree in history and secondary education. I think he wants to be teaching high school social studies. He says, in a perfect world, I am teaching high school social studies. So I guess he's... Ew, why? What's wrong with him? <laughs> I don't know why you want right? to go from radio DJ to high school social studies, but sure. That's the dream, I'll I guess. the hours. Um, you don't want that 2 a.m. That's true. He probably is tired of that. No, I think that that's awesome. He He's a um, college rugby coach in upstate New York. You know, I feel like that 
he should just keep that job. <laughs> I think he's something with the pandemic has fucked that up from what he said. But super interesting guy. Very diverse background. He's also African-American. So yay diversity. Finally getting some diversity in Stranded. But aside from that, before we even knew anything about his mm-hmm. background, he was super interesting to talk to. I don't know how well he'll do, particularly because he's a first time player. But I think he'll be really fun to watch. I, he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to lay around and let things happen. I think he's going to make things happen. Strategy, I think, in the early game. It's so funny. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I he's, don't think I like this He's part. so bizarre. He's so bizarre. Is he, like, uh, the, uh, that com- uh, coupled with the libtard, libcook, and the anti-religious thing, it's like, he is all over the place, um, <laughs> politically and socially. <laughs> I, I am honestly not, exa- like, not too sure what we're going to get from him, and I'm excited yeah, to find he's out. A, he's a soft boy. Oh, what was it? He said he he goes to college and and he quoted Pencil Tucky. So I'm sure a little bit of it is having uh, you know, just constant barrages of people speaking like, that. like <laughs> oh, go soup. You know? um, oh, yeah, this is the guy. He's he's, Dan, he's Danny. If Danny wasn't pretending to be a misogynist. Oh yeah, I forgot I'm a misogynist. Oh, I should not have said that. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> I was gonna say what? All right. He was the guy who's yeah, he grew up in Pennsylvania. So when we asked, you know, are there any people that you absolutely cannot get along with? He said, like, most of his friends were Republican growing up, white Republican, because that's like where he grew up. And so he's used to, like, dealing with all different types of people, which I think will benefit him a lot. I think maybe he was even talking about, like, the religious aspect. I'm not sure. But because he does reference that in his app. But either way, like he is it's very obvious he's had a lot of different experiences with a lot of different people. So I think that will benefit him because he has a lot of opinions uh, about a lot of different things. <laughs> I'm excited to walk and play. Who drinks with a straw? No, that's not a straw. That's ice cubes. Um, Ew. Who drinks with ice cubes? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm excited to see him play. Um, I think, is he, there's, it's him and like one other person that this is their first game, right? So I'm excited to see how he does. I don't have the highest expectations just because there's so much experience on his tribe, but I think he'll be a fun one to watch. Wait, how many people on the returning tribe is this their first game? Not a lot. Um, (laughs) Pootie, that was a joke. He he said returning tribe. Oh. (laughs) Not a lot. On the new people tribe, I think it's, it may just be him, to be honest. Charlie Shun, I don't think it's played Yeah, I think that's the only other one. So, like, two people. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our final new player. Another person we're very excited for. Sherry, who's played by Mary. 25-year-old male. A little confusing, but it's uh, from the meme Mary Who from... First fan versus favorites, uh, an old Survivor Sucks gag. He's from uh, Games That Suck, Clubs That Suck is another one he's probably on. He's also from uh, Orgy, where he played in various games with uh, all the Orgy people. So he does know Stephanie mm-hmm. with two N's, having, having played with uh, UB in a lot of games. So he's already mentioned that in his confessional. Something to look out for. His application... He says, I think I share Tina Weston's competitive drive and almost manic energy. I always play these games for fun, but winning and just doing well is super important to me. I just love that, like, anytime you get an orgy player, they're going to reference mostly, like, deep-cut women from Survivor history that they were most like, you know. Like, he mentions Monica Culpepper. He's doing this for Monica and Connor from Australian Survivor. 
a king. <laughs> yeah. He would want the show to show some of his actual personality. Those real character moments that make the show for me. Overall, just someone who has fun and not an asshole, I guess. He says, I'm not one to backstab for no reason. And he tries to stick with the bonds I've made in the tribe portion of the game. He's originally from Australia and now living in the middle of cold-ass Canada. Uh, tons of personality. I didn't think he would be a huge game player, but Trab was apparently super excited, and so was Levita, because they played in a game with, or seen a game where he's played. And apparently he's kind of insane. On the show, um, had a secret alliance that basically destabilized the power structure, and uh, was just, it was really entertaining. Everything in the application reads true to me where she's not he's not going to like backstab anybody for no reason, but he's going to have a good time and really just looking to make a great experience out of the game, which I think is always somebody we want to cast. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that's what we're looking for this season. We want someone for it just ticked all the boxes. We needed somebody with experience, with a big personality who could compete with a lot of the vets. So, you know, I think one to look out for Trav was super excited, so this person's completely cracked. I don't know if I got that from the app. I thought it was a little more well-rounded, but really shades of UB as well. Uh, Stephanie with two ends. So it's funny that they've played together and get along with it. So I think another UB is always welcomed. Oh, my. Oh, Piper coming in for that solo. Heard auto. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see Mary play, uh, or Sherry, as... They'll be in the game. Sherry Mary. Sherry, yes. Very excited to see what they're going to do. I think they should fly through the first few votes pretty easily. And so I think we can expect um, them to maybe, I would say, merge at the very least. I don't I don't see them going pre-merge. Yeah, I think Sherry's for sure a merge player. And I think it's great because Sherry is an iconic survivor player and she deserves an iconic stranded player. So I'm excited. Is Sherry the one with the fish lips? Yes. Okay. She had the blindside alliance with um uh that's what they called it on Survivor Sucks because she looks like um she looks like Sandra Bullock. <laughs> so they called that alliance the blindside alliance on Survivor Sucks. <laughs> yeah, I have high hopes for her. I think I think overall these people might get shuffled around or who knows what, but the newbies we have are are great and much better than I expected going in. So I think we're in for a treat this season. I, I think the winner is coming from. So we look forward to seeing them. I'm sure we'll have another podcast when this thing kicks off, but we should be in for a really good season. Uh, can we get winner pick from you, Levita, before you run? Oh, um, I'm going to try to pick Mary, Sherry. That's that's what I want. That's my my personal preference. So it's a solid pick. Nofo? I pick Allie, played by, by Dusty Zahn from Indian <laughs> Games. Um, Danny? If it's going to come from this tribe, I think it's going to be Clompy, a.k.a. Michael. Ah, that was my pick. Um, all right, I'll go. I think I think Matt has a really good shot. And I would not be picking any of the second chancers as my winner pick either. So. <laughs> no, I can't think. I mean, maybe... Well, as I said to start the podcast, <laughs> Jed is winning. Jed would be his. I don't see any of the second the second chancers winning, to be honest. I mean, maybe like Aurora, maybe, but you know. Oh, that'd be know. fun. Um, maybe Stephanie Dill. Maybe. You never know. This is a crazy cast. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the most fun. That would be so much fun. <laughs> she would never 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 
let anyone forget she won. <laughs> I want to go on record now and say if Stephanie Bill wins this season, I will leave the stranded server for at least a year. <laughs> That's what's playing on the outro. Alright, guys, um, we're going to close it out, but looking forward to it. Bye. Talk to you when the season starts.